one semester of law school, one semester of criminal justice, two experts. I'm Kristen Caruso. I'm Brandi Egan. Let's go to court. On this episode, I'll talk about a YouTube lawsuit. And I'll be talking about the disappearance of Elizabeth Wilson. Brandy. Yeah. All I have to say about this week's episode is in your face. In your face. Because I made a comment about that sounding like a boring topic. A comment? (laughs) Okay, dear listeners, let me tell you some facts. (laughs) So, a while ago... I was trying to brainstorm, and you know, I don't know if you know this, but there's no bad ideas in brainstorming. I was trying to brainstorm some ideas for topics for future episodes that we could have people vote on. And I was like, ooh, wouldn't it be cool if maybe we did a theme where we did all YouTube lawsuits? And I fell asleep while she was talking about it. She (laughs) literally pretended to snore while I was mid-sentence. And I was like, oh, well, I think it'd be cool. And you know what? I'm doing one anyway. I'm so happy for you. you're going to be riveted. And that is the beauty of our friendship and this podcast. (laughs) By the way, guys, this is an after dark episode. Yes, it is. In case you couldn't already tell by our (laughs) zing and pep. That's right. Should we talk about why it's an after dark episode? Yeah, let's talk about it. Let's. Chiefs won the Super Bowl. That's right. The Chiefs won the fucking Super Bowl. Okay. So the parade was um, like the big, you know, celebration parade was during the time that we usually would record. And there was no way Brandy could have gotten to my house. At, it, I mean, it, it would was, have it been very difficult. Pandemonium. That's right. Also, she didn't want to go. I didn't want to go to the parade. <laughs> it was very cold. I mean, it was freezing cold. Yeah. But it was a good time. Yeah. So Kristen and Norm went to the parade. I stayed home and watched it on TV. And then that evening... Hmm. What happened, Brandy? The parade came to me. I was just... Minding my own business, hanging out at the Post Malone concert, oh, which was amazing, by the way. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, there, just a few feet from me, were Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. It was amazing. I was a little bitter because I had stayed in the cold for hours just to get a glimpse of them from afar. Um, should we get into it? Yeah. You usually like to plug the Discord at the top, or the Patreon at the top. You want to do that? Yeah, let me be a pro. Yeah. Hey, you guys. (laughs) Wow, are you really feeling the effects? is this episode not enough for you? Are you, would you love more of this? I must have more. (laughs) That's my impression of everyone listening right now. Of this witty banter. (laughs) (laughs) It's not at all awkward or weird. (laughs) Well, then Kristen's going to tell you how to get it. Here's how you do it. You go to patreon.com, LGTC podcast. You've got the slash in there somewhere. You know, you you figure out where. (laughs) (laughs) You sign up at the $5 level to get bonus episodes and you get to join our Discord. At the $7 level, you get all that plus a sticker, our lovely autographs, and a monthly video from us. And let me tell you, the videos will not disappoint you, unless you're my dad, who says that I am not as comfortable on camera as Brandy is. (laughs) Leave it to DP. (laughs) Okay, here we go. Yeah, take it away. Try not to fall asleep, Brandy. (laughs) It's so good. Okay. I think you're going to enjoy it. Is there a murder? No. Mm. I'm sorry. Not everything can end in death. (laughs) Does anybody set their own snake on fire? (laughs) In August of 2013, Matt Haas, 
a.k.a. The Bold Guy, uploaded a brilliant video to YouTube. It was entitled, Bold Guy versus Parkour Girl. It was a work of art, really. Was it? <laughs> yes, a social commentary, if you will, mm. in my humble opinion. <laughs> just a real pleasure to watch. Naturally, thanks to its brilliance, the video quickly accumulated millions of views. Really? Yes. Wow. You're going to be even more stunned when you hear... <laughs> I know, what's in the video? Oh, great stuff. I've already told you it's a work of art, Randy. Oh, okay. I will now describe it for you in excruciating detail. Oh, good. Picture it. Okay. <laughs> we open outside where a beautiful, very physically fit woman who looks... Parkour to- girl. Yes, parkour okay. girl. Very good, Brandy. You're like way ahead. <laughs> <laughs> who looks to be in her like maybe 20s is in workout gear. She's stretching Outside of what appears to be a very industrial-looking apartment building, maybe. I don't know. Maybe it's a parking garage. Anyway. She's wearing tennis shoes and shorts and a low-cut tank top over an orange sports bra. She stretches her arms, you know. She flips into a handstand. You know, normal stretching stuff. Yeah, that's normal. Okay, so picture this. (laughs) As she is mid-handstand, a man approaches her bold guy the description of the video describes him as confident Mm -hmm. and funny Mm -hmm. let's see shall we yeah the man as you Mm -hmm. so aptly pointed out (laughs) is the bold guy (laughs) and he is wearing tennis shoes and very bright white socks and basketball shorts and just like just the coolest top you've ever seen in your life. Top. Yeah. Don't call it a top if get it's a, on a guy. Get a load of this top, Brandy. Okay. It's maroon. It's sleeveless. It has a hood on it. <laughs> Ooh. And the pattern on it is what I would describe as off-brand Ed Hardy. Oh, good. Okay. Okay. Are we all turned on? Yes. thought so. So he's just kind of a normal-looking guy. I would say maybe in his 40s, maybe oh. late 30s. Okay. So he comes up to this very hot woman who is mid-handstand. Mm-hmm. And she's facing him in this handstand. So naturally, she comes out of the handstand. This could be hard to explain. By going spread eagle in midair. Naturally, uh-huh. Bringing her feet down to the ground, but spread super far apart so that her ass is on full display. Excellent. How'd it look? Amazing. I told you. I mean, come on. Yeah. She holds that pose, ass in the air, hands flat on the ground, legs spread wide for what feels like 15 years. (laughs) And Matt, a.k.a. the bold guy, is watching this whole thing and he says, you have excellent form. See if you can go deeper. Ew. I hate that already. (laughs) Brandy, buckle up. <laughs> oh, no. Deeper where? Norm. <laughs> Parkour girl, just like you, becomes a little indignant. She stands up, brushes her hair out of her face, and says, What are you, some sort of creep? Mm. And he smirks. I mean, he's got very expressive eyebrows and just mm-hmm. like the most punchable face you've ever most seen in your life. Face. Just so smug. And he says, 
Only if you insist. Ew. Ew. <laughs> what about you? And she says, what about yeah. me? Yeah. And he says, are you some kind of attention whore? She says, who are you calling an attention whore? He says, I'm asking, because you keep sticking your ass up in the air. Wow. I mean, obviously this is all scripted. Uh huh. And she says, I have the right to exercise here if I want. It's kind of like the, you know, the Jesse Spano angry feminist yeah, yeah, tone yeah. of like, mm, there's only one way to be a feminist, and it's upset and angry yeah. and kind of like this. <laughs> and he goes, of course you do. And I have a right to approach and talk to you. Oh, I hate this so much. Oh, oh. <laughs> it's atrocious. It is. It's, and here we go. It's about to get worse. So this is when things get very serious. Parkour girl approaches the bold guy. She says, and I have the right to tell you uh, to get lost. And she gives him a shove. No. But bold guy is undeterred. Oh, boy. He smirks even harder. Mm. He says, why are you getting physical? Oh, my God. This is so cringy. <laughs> I'm really cringing. Over I'm this so uncomfortable. Do you think no one's going to listen to this? They're going to like hear it. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just, I'm telling you, like, the repainting picture, and it is making me so uncomfortable. <laughs> I, I would love to hear from people. If they think the video is worse than me describing it. Because I, I think there is nothing worse than this video. Okay. So, you know, he says, why are you getting physical? By this point, she's really miffed. She's got her back to him. She's doing an arm stretch. So he says. She's gone back to her stretches now. Oh, well, yeah, sure. Okay. So he says, is it because you think I won't hit you back? Oh, no. And she's very shocked. She spins around mid-stretch and says, are you saying you'd hit a woman? And he says, I would never hit a lady. Ew! I hate this so much! (laughs) I'm I'm so uncomfortable! I'm getting goosebumps. (laughs) (laughs) She says... I don't have to act like a lady simply because you expect me to. And he says, No, oh, no. You ready for no, it? I'm not. You ready? I'm not. Then don't expect me to act like a gentleman. Oh. Oh. So guys, things are things are super tense now, okay? <laughs> How like, long is this video? It's only five minutes, but it feels like forever. <sighs> okay. Oh Doesn't it feel God. like I've been talking for forever? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, I wish we had video right now because Brandy, like, you are curled yes, up in a ball. I hate it. Norman can't even look at me. You're, oh. Okay, so guys, <laughs> things are super tense now. Mm-hmm. Parkour girl takes a few steps toward bold guy. She's got her fist up. She says, how would you like me to shove this up your ass? Okay. <laughs> and he says, he says, I'm not into fist fucking, but thank you for the offer. Oh, no! This is the worst thing ever. 
worse than murder? Do you wish I would have covered murder? I wish murder? you would have talked about murder. <laughs> I've never been this uncomfortable hearing about a murder. <laughs> oh, God. You guys ready for this story to get kicked up a notch? Oh, no. Okay, then. And this is a totally natural progression of this storyline that we have set up for us. Uh-huh. Parkour girl says, you want me, don't you? What? No. Ew. Oh. I hate it. And he says, I haven't decided yet. And she says, yeah, you do. Oh, no. You're still here talking to me. Then. She walks around him. She puts her hand on his shoulder. She squeezes. She says, strong shoulders. She circles around to the front. She slides her hand down his chest. No. She squeezes. Firm chest. (laughs) She circles around him again, pausing right beside him. She looks down at his ass, cups it squeezes it and says tight butt that means you have a powerful thrust am i right (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) and he says i feel so objectified okay yeah Mm -hmm. but parkour girl She wants the bold guy so bad. Real bad. She says, you can have me. And he says, really? At this point, they're inches from one another. And she says, Brandy, can you handle this? You look like you are going to toss your cookies. I hate it. I hate it so much. (laughs) We're not even really close to the end. (laughs) What? I'm sorry. It's going to wrap up soon-ish, but I mean... (laughs) Oh, no! (laughs) There are miles to go before we sleep. That's what I'm saying. The video or your case? Well, no, I'm... The video's about halfway through. Oh, my God! But don't worry. The dialogue stops, so I'm just going to, like... You know, everybody everybody be cool. I can't handle this one. (laughs) You two turned on? I'm so uncomfortable. (laughs) Okay, so now they're just inches from one another. And, you know, she said, you can have me. Yeah. And this time she says, if you can catch me. I knew she was going to say that. But first, you have to catch me. And then she goes and, like, jumps on the building and, like, does a aerial. Randy, and... have you seen this video No. Before? Is this, like, on your most watched videos? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Every morning? Yeah. But bold guy. He's too cool. He says, I don't chase girls. Ugh. She says, catch me, and I'll let you do whatever oh. you want to me. <laughs> so th- this guy wrote this, yes. this dialogue. Wrote this, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. He wrote the dialogue where he has... Um, the coolest things to say and where this 20-something-year-old super hot fit woman is just dying to get banged by him. Oh, I'm ass, sure it's a situation he finds himself in. Or ass fist him. I'm not really sure. <laughs> well, 
I guess we'll find out in a minute when he catches her. (laughs) So she's just told him to recap for everyone. I'll let you do whatever you want to. And he says, that's quite a generous offer. They stand perfectly still for a moment. And then parkour girl leans in. She puts her hand on bold guy's chest. It looks like they might kiss. And then in- she runs up his chest and flips <laughs> over. Oh, you wish. <laughs> no. Instead, she says, catch me, you pussy. Oh. And she slaps him across the face. And she runs. Oh, does she run. Oh. <laughs> The bold guy follows. They run across the street. They Who climb. Who's recording this? I mean, it's pretty professionally done. I've got to say, for as stupid as this is. This came out in 2013? Yeah. Yeah. That's real late for YouTube cringe. Well, we'll get into see, that. Okay, go I, ahead. I, you know, early YouTube, I could maybe see. Uh-huh. Okay, people are learning how to make videos. This is like <sighs> a new thing, but this is this is. But very I'm telling late. you. It's shot well. As far as like... There's some production uh, value yeah, to it. Yeah, I believe it. it. Now, it's the most horrifying thing I've ever seen, and I <laughs> The way you're it. describing it, it sounds like the worst video on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it might be... Might be. The top comment... <laughs> the top... I was going to save this, but okay. The top comment is, this video gave me cancer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, no. So they run across the street. They climb ledges. They leap over handrails. Hardcore parkour. Uh, Absolute sexy parkour. (laughs) They jump down from high places. Techno music plays in the background that I believe this guy wrote himself. What made you think that? Well, we'll get to it. Yeah, there's a. (laughs) Because you know you gotta have credits on a five minute video. They run and they run with parkour girl in the lead, but bold guy is close behind. But, alas, parkour girl has to stop. She's cornered, she turns, and he's there. But wait, she jumps again to a lower level of this weird apartment complex slash parking garage thing. The chase continues, Brandy. They run, they leap, they climb, but then parkour girl runs around a corner and somehow, bold guy's already there, <laughs> and he's leaning casually oh my against God. a wall. <laughs> you predicted it. You knew exactly what was going to happen. Randy, you could make one of these movies. <laughs> they lock eyes. He crosses his arms. He's bested her. She turns to run away, but somehow he's there too. She. Runs right into his arms. She's shocked. Her mouth falls open. How did you do that? She asks. But instead of answering, he kisses her. (laughs) (sighs) He says, that's for slapping me. He kisses her again. He says, that's for calling me a pussy. And by the way, these kissing sounds in this video are so loud. Oh, gosh. I feel like they were, like, sweetened up in post-production. <laughs> They're chest to chest now, pressed up against each other. And she says, is that all you're going to do to me? Ew! Ew! 
He says, what else do you want? Oh, no. <laughs> and she says, you're a healthy guy. I'm sure you can think of something. Ew. Oh, my God. <laughs> he pauses. He looks off to the side and he says, okay, I thought of something. She says, what? And he says, catch me and I'll tell you. And he takes off. Parkour girl is stunned. She looks into the camera and says, can you believe this guy? Then she looks off in the direction of bold guy and says, hold on. And she runs after him. The end! Oh, oh bravo! Oh, oh, I hated bravo. it so much! <laughs> so good. Is it over? Oh. Is it finally over? Listen, I think we're all pretty turned on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so much cringe. Uh, naturally, we get to the credits. Uh, <laughs> may surprise you that our good pal, the bold guy, was the writer, mm. director, mm. cinematographer, editor and music composer for wow. this film. This got a millions of views. Millions of views. A millions. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Poor Norman over here is just getting a millions of views. <laughs> Dear God. Is it making you rethink your entire YouTube career? No, I'm just What if we'd met? When just, we'd met, we'd just done some shit like it's this. It's just crazy what gets Yeah. what views. blows up and what doesn't. Mhm. Why do you think this blew up? Because it's so cringy. Maybe because of how cringy it yeah. is. You think people were only watching it for the cringe? Well, okay, so... Yeah, nobody was watching it because it was amazing. No, 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 that's not what I'm saying. Here's, the, here's my other question, though. Mm-hmm. When did these millions of views happen? Because if people were making fun of the video, and then it got millions of views... No, no, no. It got millions of views... Then it was made fun of on a much wider scale. Wow. So it had millions of views already. Okay. Yes. Yikes. Yeah, I have no idea what would cause so many people to watch that. The way you described it. Oh, you think that if you watched it, it would be way better than how I described it? Probably not. No, I bet it's worse. It's probably worse. (laughs) I bet it's worse. Okay. So like I said, this video came out and it was a huge success. Millions of people watched it. Two of the people who watched it were Ethan and Ela Klein. Ethan and Ela are a married couple, and they have a huge YouTube show called H3H3 Productions. Have you heard of it? No. Okay, I've, I've watched a bunch of their stuff. Norman, you've watched Big a bunch fan. of their stuff. Yeah. So their show has evolved over the years, but back in the day, on their second channel, which was smaller than their main channel, mm-hmm. they used to do a lot of like funny reaction videos. So, you know, they'd take a popular video on YouTube, they'd play a clip of it, react to it, play a little more, react to that. All right. Right. Now, I personally don't see what there is to make fun of about the video I just described, but somehow Ethan and Hila managed. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to quickly go over their video. First, you get in their intro, and right off the bat, Ethan was like, hey guys, this Matt Haas guy, we've been watching his stuff for a while And, okay, I think it's funny because he says kind of what you've already said. He goes, he really comes from the older days of YouTube when it was cringe tube. This guy is the king of cringe tube. Yeah. This guy is a trip. So did you feel like there was more cringy stuff back in the day? Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
like I said, people were learning how to make videos and what works and what doesn't. It was all new and exciting, yeah. and people just put whatever up there, and there's a lot of cringe. So they t- I've, got, I've got tons of cringe on Gaming Historian. You do? On your old? Watch my old Gaming Historian episodes. They're terrible. They're really... Well, this is not meant to plug your little show, Norm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, go on over to Gaming Historian and check it out. Yeah, and if you want some other stuff, check out Patreon.com. <laughs> Also, I sell t-shirts on my website. <laughs> no, I love Norman's old videos because the lighting's bad and he's so, he's cute as a button. He, yeah, because he looks like he's 12, Kristen. Yeah. You may, sound may, so uh, creepy right No, I don't. I love 12-year-old Norman. No. I look like I was eight, not yeah. 12. I'm, I, yeah, I'm really wondering, like, at what point did you just all of a sudden one day look like a man? Yes. Like, when was he was just like, when he was 25, he I was, all of a sudden I was going to say, like because you, you shared that picture in our discord of him when he's yeah. 17. Yeah. You're 17 in the, was it my senior portrait? It was portrait? your senior yeah. portrait. And, you and people were 12. like, this cannot be a senior portrait. <laughs> yeah, that was me. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I have always said that you had, you looked like a baby. For years and years and years, and all of a sudden, you turned twenty-five, and that day you became a man. It's getting steamy in you here, can guys. Do whatever you want to me, but oh, you'll God. have to catch me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just uh, picking up some lines I learned recently. Is this not sexy? <laughs> God. So Ethan and Eula, Kristen says it every day when she runs yeah, on the treadmill. Yeah, but I'm on a treadmill. And Norm's like, yeah, I just uh, can't reach you. Can't I don't know. <laughs> can't go all the way down to the basement. So Ethan and Ela talk for a while. They play a bit of the video. And they get to that part where Parkour Girl switches from a handstand into Spread Eagle. Yeah. And just down to having her ass in the air. And Ethan's really funny. Ethan goes... Oh, just spreading my asshole on the street like you do. <laughs> and Ela, I mean, if you've never watched them, Ela's much more shy. She's a little more introverted. Uh-huh. So, you know, Ethan starts to kind of make and fun so she of she doesn't shine as much in the videos. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not giving a DP commentary on this. I'm just saying. I'm just like trying to help you understand their video Excellent. dynamics. All right. <laughs> So Ethan kind of starts to make fun of this woman for spreading her asshole yeah. on the street, like National Geographic style. Yeah. But he was like, well, you know, I mean, the really weird thing is that Matt is the one who writes this stuff. He's the one who's setting up this whole ridiculous scenario with this woman. And Ethan's like, oh, yeah, OK, I'm putting the blame on the wrong person here. So they play some more. They make fun of Matt's super cool sleeveless hooded top. Yeah. And they're laughing. At one point, they described the video as, like, the crappy beginning of porn. Oh, yeah. Which you put up with because you're going to see porn. You're going to see some banging. In this but, yeah, video, you got to get no... through, like, the, the plot set up. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so they make fun of how Matt wrote himself to be so cool, and he gave himself the best lines and made this Did woman. He? <laughs> well, I mean, compared to the woman, like, he tries to make. Yeah. Now, granted, the whole thing is awful. Yeah. But, I mean, he's. In this script, clearly he's the one who bests her every time. And she's just kind of like annoying and trying to stand up for herself. But she just can't because he's so sexy. You know, you've seen a guy in a sleeveless hooded top. (laughs) I can't control myself. It's David. (laughs) (laughs) That first date you were like, God damn. (laughs) They get to the part where she says, if you catch me, you can do whatever you want to me. And Ethan's like... What does that even mean? 
can you stick a carrot up her ass? I don't even understand. What is that? They talk about how strangely popular the video was. You know, this thing had millions of views. So they had an interesting theory. And Norman, you've heard Ethan talk about this before, about like the days of jerk your little ding dong on YouTube. Yep. (laughs) Yep. So it's like YouTube, especially back then, was just all kids. And so, you know, maybe kids don't have access to porn, but they're going to. as dirty as it gets. So creators would make like risque content. And like really gross, you know, misogynistic crap like this. So anyway, Ethan calls it jerk your little ding dong to YouTube. (laughs) 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 Which if I could have it on a t-shirt, I would. Absolutely. Better if it's sleeveless. (laughs) Yes. Two more points with a hood. (laughs) (laughs) So they're clearly making fun of the video, but I want to just put it out there. I don't think they were over the top mean. Yeah. Um, At one point, Ethan says, I'm not saying the guy deserves hate. He's doing his own thing, and I respect that. But it's just... I find it interesting that so many people saw the world as he does. Yeah. Meaning, like, I can't believe... I think it had, like, 9 million views when they did this video. So, you know, they get to the end of the video. They're laughing. They've made fun of it. But, again, they end it on a respectful note. Ethan says, Look, say what you will, but the guy puts a lot of effort into his videos. He clearly plans them. He's very professional. And the guy cares about what he does. So we goof on him, but he deserves some respect. And I think he even like told people, hey, go check out his channel yeah. if you want to see more of this stuff. So. Old guy was... sues him. Oh, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> For defamation. Um, hold on just a second. First thing, bold guy saw Ethan and Hila's video, and he reported it to YouTube. Oh. He claimed copyright infringement. And YouTube took the video down. Okay, because they played clips of his video. So, Norm, jump in. Yeah, so YouTube's copyright system doesn't follow any laws. It's Uh kind of their own thing. Yeah, it's rogue rogue copyright. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So if somebody reports like he did, they're Mm -hmm. just going to watch H3H3's video, and they're going to see, oh, look, they're playing his video in their video. That's copyright. Yeah, we're going to remove it. Okay. But Ethan and Elo were like, copyright infringement? No, no, no. What the hell? So they sent their own notification to YouTube saying, hey, we didn't infringe on his copyright. What we did falls under fair use. Yeah. Okay. So let's pause for a brief lesson on the law. Under U.S. law, sometimes it's okay to take short excerpts of copyrighted material and quote them verbatim mm-hmm. or play them. You yeah. Know? But it's only okay to do that when you are offering criticism of the original work, when you're doing news reporting, when you're teaching, or when you're doing research. Mm-hmm. And even then, there are obviously extra oh, things. Yeah. That, but that's broad strokes. So if what you're doing falls under that umbrella, then you don't need anyone's permission to quote from the copyrighted material. And you don't have to pay the copyright holder. So Ethan and Ela's argument was... Our reaction video falls under that umbrella. We are offering criticism of Matt's work. We showed short clips of his work, and we critiqued it. Yeah. We didn't take his video and, like, upload it to our channel, which has happened to Norm many times. Yeah. Uh, We took about three minutes of his video, sliced it up, and reacted to it in our 14-minute video. Right. But Ethan and Hila were... 
clearly wrong. So Matt did the only thing he could do. He got himself an attorney. His attorney was Tim Buckner. And Tim sent a letter to Ethan and Ela, telling them to cease and desist. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I put the emphasis on the wrong syllable. Telling them to cease and desist infringing upon Matt's copyright. Asking them to sign a confidentiality agreement. What? And then he asked them to cover all of Matt's legal fees up until this point. Wow. Which were about $3,700. Wow. Wow. What's up, guys? What do we think? Uh, That's ridiculous. And I hope that they looked at Tim Buckner, whatever his fucking name is, and said, let's go to court. (laughs) So they they responded to YouTube and... They did a counterclaim and said, right. oh, no, this is, we were allowed to do this. This is fair use. And YouTube said, oh, you're right. And then put it back up. No, not that simple. YouTube didn't put the video back up. No. Okay. And while they're trying to get YouTube to put their video back up, they get this cease and desist. Right. Even though the video has already been taken down at this point. Right. Well, but they're strange. trying to get it back on Right, there, right. And that's making. That's what they want them to the cease The bold and guy. Yeah. Kind of mad. And also to shut up about it with the confidentiality. Uh, yeah, with the confidentiality mm-hmm. agreement. Yeah. What the fuck is that? So Ethan and Elo were completely uncomfortable with this. They were asking for four grand, which was like, okay, well, we have that. But what kind of precedent would that set? We do reaction videos all the time. Would Everyone we've ever roasted come out of the woodwork and demand yeah. four grand. I mean, we can't afford that. That's a crazy slippery yeah. slope. So they said no. Yeah. A while later, Matt Haas's attorney came back again. This time he was like, forget about paying any money. Forget about what we said before. Now here's what I want you to do. Put a video on your main channel promoting Bold Guy. What? Oh Apologize for using Bold Guy content and talk about how you respect Matt Haas as a creator. Mm. Then, then, post about it on all your social media accounts. What the and fuck? And keep it up there for two months. Also, promote Bold Guy videos on your platform. Um, no. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. The cojones. I know. Seriously. So I do want to pause here. Later we're going to get into stuff that I'm pulling from directly from the court document. But a lot of this stuff comes from Ethan and Ela because they've talked about it openly in their videos. So we are getting like their side right. heavily in this. Uh, but yeah, I think that's fucking insane. Uh, yeah. Again, they said no. Ela also made the point that was like, okay, I thought this was about copyright infringement. Now you basically just want us to promote you. Like, wh- what are you really mad about here? What's the real issue? Yeah. At some point in all of these uh, negotiations, Matt parkoured his way over to a mirror <laughs> and he looked at himself and he said, let's go to court and you can do anything you want to oh, me. <laughs> he sued them. Oh, my gosh. Matt sued Ethan and Ela for copyright infringement and misrepresentation. Hmm. In the lawsuit, Matt's attorney claimed that Matt's video comp- comprised the majority of Ethan and Ela's video. No, it didn't. No, it didn't. Three minutes versus 12 minutes. They had a 14-minute video. A 14 minutes, thank featuring you. Featuring three minutes of his video. Wow. I mean, that's just bad math. That is. And I'm terrible Somebody at Somebody was math. gone on fractions today. <laughs> <laughs> you see, it was mostly his video, and they'd only added the tiniest bit to it. Hmm. 
The lawsuit also claimed that Ethan and Ela's video didn't offer any comment, criticism, or parody of Matt's video. That, uh, what? That's I, literally what it did. Yeah. Yeah. The lawsuit also claimed that Ethan and Ela had tried to mislead viewers. You see, they'd created a thumbnail that um, would make people think that if they clicked on that thumbnail, that they'd get to watch Matt Haas's sweet, sweet original content. Mm. Okay, but when you actually look at the thumbnail, they had their own names right in it, in bold white letters, <laughs> with a purple box around it. I mean, Ugh. come on. Matt Haas obviously felt he was owed some damages. But the thing is, that video that Ethan and Hila made didn't actually get like a ton of views or anything. So if he tried to take the money that they made off of that one video, it really wouldn't amount to much. Yeah. So what do you think he did? I don't know. What did he do? He sued them for... Like emotional damage or something? So Matt's attorney took this approach. He argued that Ethan and Hila's channel had grown significantly <gasps> since they'd uploaded... No! Uh-huh. This is terrible. Bullshit. Bullshit. Since they'd uploaded that video, which was true. It had grown significantly. But not because of the video. Exactly! <laughs> How quickly did that video get taken down? I, I don't know. I assume pretty quickly. Um, but his lawyer said that it had grown in part because of the video they'd done on Matt. So Matt wanted some of the money from their from channel. From all of their subsequent videos? I'm not sure how much he was asking for exactly, but they wanted obviously some of that money. And they also wanted some of their Patreon money and some of their Kickstarter money. And Ethan and Neela were like, well, that's going to be really tough because we don't have a Kickstarter and we've never had a Kickstarter. <laughs> it was like they were just like trying to grab yeah. for everything. In 2016... Ethan and Ela made a video talking about everything that had happened so far. They talked about the settlement offers. They talked about the lawsuit. They basically went over everything I just mentioned. As I said... That's pretty bold talking about it while it's ongoing. I know. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Huh. But I love it because, you know, when people talk, it makes for a great episode of Let's Go to Court. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so they put it all in a video, uploaded it to YouTube. And holy shit. People rallied behind them. First of all, Ethan and Ela were very popular completely due to that one Matt Haas video they did. Yeah, absolutely. So people didn't want to see them in distress. But a lot of content creators rallied behind them too because tons of people use clips from other videos in their YouTube videos and they all wanted to ensure that if there was a lawsuit about fair use on YouTube... That the right side would win. I was going to say, because the precedent that that would set would be... Exactly. This could be a landmark case. Yes. So this is the amazing thing. Uh, YouTuber Philip DeFranco started a GoFundMe campaign to help raise money for their defense fund. In the description, he said, if they are bullied and drained of funds because of this ridiculous lawsuit and or they lose this case, it could set a terrible precedent for other creators. That GoFundMe raised $170,000. Wow. Everyone from like PewDiePie to Jenna Marbles donated to it. Yeah. Including people that Ethan and Ela had roasted before. Mm -hmm. And they were like, wow, hats off to these people because, yeah. you know, they're really just standing up for the principle of it. But um, this may surprise you guys, but not everyone enjoyed that video. Mm. Your boy, 
Matt Haas, <laughs> the bold guy, was pissed. Mm-hmm. He hated that video that they'd made where they talked about the lawsuit. Yeah. So he was like, okay, not only am I suing you for copyright infringement and and misrepresentation, I'm suing you for defamation, too. Which you knew was coming. Yes. So, you know, time passes. It's about a year later. This one's really sad. Ethan and Hila made another update video. And this time they were just like, you know, they thanked everyone for the GoFundMe yeah. stuff because obviously that was huge, but they were just like, we are miserable. This whole thing feels like a cloud over our heads. It feels like it's never going to end. Yeah, they it said, would. They said, you know, we believe that we're at a turning point now. Either this thing's going to trial or it's going to stop. I don't know for sure, but I believe at this point both sides had um, asked for summary judgment. Uh-huh. So, you know, they're kind of at this point where something could happen. At one point, Ela broke down crying. Well, that's um, really sad. It, I mean, it was sad because, like, you could you could tell she didn't want to do it, and Ethan thought that maybe she was laughing at first, but no. Um, and Ethan basically said he hated his life. Mm-hmm. They weren't feeling optimistic either way about winning or losing. They were like, "We're we're fucked either way." Ethan railed against the justice system. He was like, thank you to everyone who donated to us. But how do normal people defend themselves in court? We could not have done this without financial backing. This is crazy. Yeah. But then in August of 2017, after a legal battle that lasted a year and a half, which is funny because like, I feel like we cover ones that are, I'm sure while you're in it, this oh, feels, it feels like terrible. forever. Yeah. yeah. So at some point, Ethan and Ela changed attorneys. Mm-hmm. And for their new attorney, in just one month, they showed a bill. It was 54 grand. Holy hell. Yeah. Terrifying. Yeah. And that's hoping you're winning. I mean, yeah. That, so anyway, in August of 2017, Judge Catherine B. Forrest issued a summary judgment she found in Ethan and Hila's favor on all three oh, counts. Thank goodness. She said that their video fell under fair use. Yes, they'd used clips of Matt's video, but they had to in order to critique it. In her opinion, she wrote, Any review of the Klein video leaves no doubt that it constitutes critical commentary of the Haas video. There is also no doubt that the Klein video is decidedly not a market substitute for the Haas video. Mm-hmm. In other words, it's transformative enough that it's not going to be a substitute for the real thing. Yeah. Uh, and believe me, it's not because it's so much cringier to watch this whole thing. Just I watched it on mute. You a, did? A little bit you ago. You did? It's terrible? It's bad. Ugh. Yeah, it's cringe. The When she splits her legs, that's I know. so weird looking. You it's, just had to see that, huh, Norm? <laughs> that was what I was looking for. <laughs> I'm glad you're satisfied, Norman. (laughs) Didn't even make us leave the room. (laughs) (laughs) The judge also said that when Ethan and Ela made their claim to YouTube, saying, hey, we didn't infringe on anyone's copyright, that wasn't a misrepresentation. They were right. And even if they hadn't been right, they clearly had a good faith belief that they were covered by fair use. Norm, could you crunch that ice closer to the mic? Yeah, really, you are like... It's not picking it up. Oh, come on. <laughs> that was some loud crunching, my loud friend. Loud ice crunching. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about it. 
She also said that Ethan and Ela's video video where they talked about the lawsuit had not defamed Matt Haas. It's the facts. Exactly. It's factual, yeah. Basically what she said was, it's facts and it's opinion. Yeah. And sometimes opinions you can't just sue for. Yeah. So Matt's attorney had really taken issue with two statements from that video, which he said were defamatory. Here's the first one. Mm, lay it on me. At one point in the video, when Ethan was talking about why he thinks Matt was suing them, he said, get ready because this is just terrible. I think the heart and soul of this is he doesn't like that we made fun of him, and so he's suing us. That's an opinion. Yeah. The judge said, look, that's just an opinion. Yeah. (laughs) Ethan didn't reveal any non-public facts about Matt. It's a non-actionable opinion. Yeah. Now, obviously, you can't say just anything about somebody, but, like, that's that's not defaming someone. No. Okay, now, here's the second defamatory statement, and this is so stupid, and I hope I can tell it clearly. Okay. In Ethan and Ela's video, when they talked about the negotiations and the eventual lawsuit and blah, 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 um, at one point, Ethan was talking about the point of time I believe it was between the first settlement offer and the first time when Matt threatened to sue. Mm-hmm. And he said something like, several months months passed and nothing happened. Wow. Okay. According to Matt's lawyer, that was defamatory and a big old lie because technically he'd sent them a warning email during that time. Oh, so it was wrong gosh. to say that nothing happened. By telling that lie of omission, they'd painted Matt Haas as a trigger-happy litigant who immediately activates his lawyers when he is criticized. Okay. Okay. Oh, my God. I love the judge's response to this. So, again, the judge was like, okay, that's a stretch. You guys are being way too hyper-literal about the word nothing. When, yeah. you know, when somebody says nothing happened, yeah. you don't assume that absolutely nothing, nothing happened. Yeah. Plus, think about what you're saying. You're saying that by not mentioning that warning email, viewers walked away thinking that Matt Haas is a trigger-happy litigant, as you said. But in that warning email that they did not mention... He threatened them with costly legal action if they didn't comply with his demands within 24 hours. Mm-hmm. So she's like, are you telling me that if they had learned about that email, they would have walked away not thinking that Matt is a trigger-happy litigant? I don't think so. No. Like, he, he, he just oh, is. Yeah. Ethan and Ela were thrilled with the judge's decision. But Matt Haas's attorney, Tim Buckner, was... Not very happy. In a statement to the media, he said, We are, of course, disappointed with the outcome of the the case. More importantly, the ruling profoundly changes the fair use doctrine in the Southern District. Now, secondary users are encouraged to show virtually an entire copyrighted work and claim fair use so long as it is interspersed with jokes and seemingly relevant commentary. Wow. Uh huh. Quite a leap there, buddy. I would say so. <laughs> yeah. This yeah. is this guy dumb? I don't hey. know. Hey, he can't really say. think he that, could, right? He could listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> if he hears dumb. But if it's a fact, 
Here's what Ethan had to say. I'm elated. I'm relieved. I'm stoked. I'm happy we took this journey. I'm happy that the opportunity came to us to stand up and set this important precedent for fair use on YouTube. The word is out. Thanks to Matt, fair use is alive and well. Wow. And that's a boring YouTube story, Brandy. I hated that video, the description of the video (laughs) so much. I I think that was the first uh, YouTube fair use case that actually, that actually went to trial. It wouldn't surprise me because it was or one of the first or biggest. Well, do you want to tell your story or have you told your story of what about when MLB threatened to sue us? Oh, yeah. I don't know if I've said that story. Before. I think you should tell it because it's a fair use story of where we were like we can't afford a legal battle. Okay, so, so we slunked out. We, I, I definitely slunked out. <laughs> uh, I made a documentary about when Nintendo bought the Seattle Mariners mm-hmm. in the early 90s. And it was a big deal because this Japanese company was buying an American baseball team. And people were like xenophobic and right, right, didn't right. like it. Um, Which and is I, shocking in America, I know. <laughs> and um, I used clips... Uh, from Major League Baseball games from the late 80s and early 90s because the Mariners were terrible. Yeah. And then they got King Griffey Jr. and they got, they started getting good. So I, I, throughout the documentary, I showed clips of, you know, Mariners games and stuff. And we got a cease and desist in the mail from Major League Baseball. Oh my gosh. And we crapped our pants. I bet you did crap your pants. Yeah. And I had to... Delete the video, delete any social media posts that linked to the video or talked about the video. And and we also have to compliment MLB. <laughs> now, um, to give them three compliments. <laughs> I, I truly believe if it went to court and we had infinite resources, uh-huh. we would have won. Right, because it's fair use. Correct. It's not like I was. It's not like I made an MLB clips compilation and uploaded right. it to YouTube. Right. Yeah, it's a documentary. The it's for cli- educational purposes, right? The clips provide context to what I'm talking about. Fair use. Yeah, but that's but a we don't battle have, that you did not have the uh, resources. I don't, I don't have the money. This was when I mean, oh. we had just moved. We had like nothing. I had just quit. She my had just job. quit her job. We we did not have a pot to piss in. <laughs> that's yeah. what my dad would say. Yeah, so I just said, okay, I'll delete the video, and yeah. it's gone now. Uh, it was yeah. sad though because you'd worked so hard on that. That's one of my favorite episodes I've ever done. I love I love baseball, and it's mm-hmm. such a cool story. Yeah. Um, Fair use is such an interesting, complex thing. Yeah. Well, it's just a defense. It's not correct, and it's it's really it's really up to the judge or jury. Like, okay, is it as it's, many things are? Yeah. It you know <laughs> they it's it's a case by case basis. And I didn't right? get as into it as I could have because there are lots of little things you have to look at. Like, does it is it transformative enough? One thing the judge said was because you know I kept getting stuck on. Ethan and Ela did a 14-minute video with three minutes interspersed. Yeah. But she was like, you know, it's not necessarily about the length of mm-hmm. the second work. It's more about have you really added? Have you changed things? And right. they had. Yeah. Yeah. You're not going to think, oh, I've clicked on I've a, accidentally watched the bold, the bold guy. guy. Yeah. Which would definitely be an accident. <laughs> I tried to watch some more of his videos just to get a sense. Yeah. I watched 
I got about 30 seconds into one about him talking to a bisexual woman. Sweet Jesus, take the wheel. I couldn't do it. <laughs> could, I could not make do it. it. No, no. He walks, to up to, out. he walks up to two very hot women. One of them doesn't want him to be there. The other one allows him to be there. He stays. He talks. And at one Kristen, point, I can't take another video. I'm, so, description. I'm sorry. I, I can't. I know. But at one point, they're like, we're together. We're lovers, which is like, that's not, not how, how anybody's talk. phrasing that's, it. Nobody's phrasing it that yeah. way. Anytime Norman and I are together anywhere, we just go up to people and say, we are lovers. We are lovers. You can't sit with us. This is my lover. <laughs> they say it to me every time we go to lunch. <laughs> Brandy, sit over I there. We are lovers. We are lovers. separate table. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you want a good video on fair use, Lindsay Ellis did a really good one. Oh yeah, explaining I it. I love her explaining it and you know how it works and examples. And one great example she gives is Mystery Science Theater. Oh yeah, MST three K. That was not fair use. They actually had to buy the rights to the movies uh-huh. because they showed the movie in, in, its, in entirety. its entirety. Oh, yeah, yeah. Whereas what Ethan and Ela did was. They took snippets and they critiqued and made fun of the little snippets. And yeah, it's totally transformative. Yeah. Yeah. It's totally different. Good case. Yeah. Thank you. I hated it. (laughs) (laughs) I, you know, every now and then I do wish we had cameras in here. And that would have been a great moment. You two looked like you were going to projectile vomit the whole time. Ooh, it's cringe. Hey, do you think we'll get sued? Because I just described his video. (laughs) In its entirety. (laughs) Huh. Papa bless. Mm-hmm. Oh, hated it. Um, let's lighten it up and talk about a disappearance. <laughs> God, yeah, this is not going to be light. Yeah, thanks, Brandy. It's a rough one. Let me give a shout out to my mm-hmm. girl Gracie, mm-hmm. Gracie, former salon employee, current cosmetology school rock star. Um, she texted me this case a few days ago, and I had never heard of it. I can't believe I'd never heard of it. It's local, and I think it's very interesting. All right. Okay. So it's Sunday, July 7th, 1974. We're in Prairie Village, Kansas, which is, as I've mentioned before, my dream town. (laughs) Brandy could go anywhere in the world. She goes like 12 minutes over. Is that your destination? Oh, I want to live in Prairie Village so bad. Brandy, you Why? can do it. I love it. Really? <laughs> yes. I love Prairie Norman. Village so much. Norman, why? you've got judgment in your voice. May Prairie I ask Village, why? Prairie Village is cute. It's so cute. Like they have this it little is cute. they have this little village, like where the grocery store and everything is. It, oh. oh. It is cute. Love it. Is that where the hula hands is? I there's a, and there's a grocery store next yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The brick, the brick yeah, shopping yeah. center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty cute. Prairie it Village is, is it's cute. It's very cute. You'll allow her to move there. Yeah. yeah, it's expensive. It's super expensive, <laughs> yeah. and the houses are tiny. <laughs> yeah. There's a, there are huge houses, too. Well, but yeah. even the tiny houses are super expensive. But the, the huge ones are like people have gone in and bulldozed two homes. Two and tiny houses, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, fun facts, that's where uh, Sue Ann Hobson lives. I don't think you know what a fun fact <laughs> is. Okay, so it's July okay, oh, 7th. You have to describe... 
I mean, not everyone has all our episodes memorized. Who's Sue Ann Hobson? Well, if you want to know, you should look it up. <laughs> uh, Sue Ann Hobson it was this terrible woman who um, paid her son to murder her stepson. And she's out of prison now and living in Prairie Village. And Brandy Which wants is only to be one of the neighbor. reasons I want to live there. Because <laughs> I might run into her at Hen House. <laughs> Sunday, July 7th, 1974. We are at Shawnee Mission East High Whoa. School. Yes, so Shawnee I'm sorry, Mission. I'm so excited about a local. I know one. Shawnee Mission East sits on the corner of 75th and Mission Road. Um, big high school in the same school district that we went to. Mm-hmm. Um, Kristen and I went to Northwest. This is East, um, which is um, maybe the second high school that opened in the school district. The first was just called Shawnee Mission High School and is now called is now North Shawnee Mission North. Mm-hmm. And I think Shawnee Mission East was the second to open in the district. Boy, I hope this is relevant because this is boring. It's as hell. not at all. It's not at all <laughs> relevant. <laughs> what was the third one to open up? <laughs> anyway, um, it's about. 7 15 p.m mm-hmm. and these two kids are walking home from the swimming pool they'd been at a local pool in prairie village and they were walking towards their home and the high school sat in between the pool and the and their home so liz wilson is 13 um her name's lizabeth but she goes by liz mm-hmm. um there's no e at the beginning huh. it's like elizabeth minus the e Okay. Lizabeth. Okay. Um, And she goes by Liz. She's 13 years old, and she is walking home with her brother, John, who is 11. They decide to, like, cut through the parking lot of Shawnee Mission East. And while they're doing that, John is like, I'm going to race you home, but you can't beat me. And he takes off running. Uh And Liz cannot be bothered by that at all. So... He runs off a ways. He starts kind of up a hill and he kind of checks back to see um, where Liz is. And he sees her coming towards him. And so she, he, he continues running. And then he hears Liz call his name. And so he's a little bit further up this hill. And, and Liz is still continuing towards him. But she, he can hear her calling his name. But he thinks like, oh, she's trying to slow me down so she can catch me and get home first, whatever. And so he just takes off running again. So he runs all the way home and he gets home, goes inside. Um, John is 11. I don't know if I mentioned that. Mm -hmm. So he goes inside and he's thrilled that he beat Liz home because now he gets to go into the living room, turn on the TV and watch whatever the fuck he wants. That was always the race. Yes. Who could get there first? Yeah. Yeah. So he goes in, he starts watching TV, not a care in the world. Like 30 minutes go by. Liz never comes home. Liz's parents come in and talk to John and they're like, where's Liz? He's like, I don't know. She was right behind me. So this is very alarming, obviously. So they they immediately go down to the school. Liz is nowhere to be found. They start calling neighbors. No one's seen her. She's seemingly just disappeared. Um, a short time later, they contact police, but She's only been missing for a short time. And so there's not a lot the police do about it at this point. They, you know, send a patrolman out and do a quick sweep of the area. But there's nothing. I hate this. Yeah. 
So the next day, they organize a search again. The parents do. She's still not home. Um, and the police at this point do start investigating it. Is it 24 hours? Is that the rule? I think generally? that's typically the rule. I, I think that's the rule now. I don't know that that was the rule in 1974. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they start their investigation at the high school because that was the last place that John saw Liz. She was in the middle of the parking lot when he was at the top of the hill. Uh-huh. And so they go to the high school and they learn that there was this custodian who had been working there that night. Remember, it is the summer, but there's a custodial crew that works at the at the school all year long. And there was a custodian that happened to be there on duty that night. Um, and his name was John Henry Horton. So he had clocked in like sometime right around seven. He was working like an overnight shift. They have um, overnight custodians? He, he, well, he I'm sorry. He had clocked in in the afternoon, but he was supposed to work like late into the night. Okay. But he had clocked out at around 730 for his dinner break okay. and hadn't clocked back in for three hours. Oh, boy. Yeah. And so they're like, well, that's alarming. So they track down this guy, this John Henry Horton, to his home in Independence. They get to his house, and his wife is there, but he is not. And she tells them that he's at the unemployment office, which seems weird to me because what? he's got a fucking job. Yeah. So- <laughs> <laughs> Was he anticipating that he would I lose don't it? Know. I don't know. So they they go to the unemployment office, and they find him, and uh-huh. they're like, we want to talk to you. What? Yes. They're like, we need to talk to you about this thing that happened. They question him right there at the unemployment office. Wow. And about if he knew anything about Liz, if he knew anything about this disappearance that had taken place at his workplace the day mm-hmm. before. And he's like, no, I don't know anything about it. And they're like, okay, do you mind if we, you know, take a look at your car, you know? And he completely is cooperative, lets them search his car, um, and they look in his trunk. They find all kinds of shit that he's stolen from the school. Oh, no. Like bottles of chloroform and ether and sulfuric acid. He tells them that he's taken them from the science lab because he's going to get high with them. High with chloroform. Uh, if this yeah. guy ends up being innocent, that's this guy's so um, weird. And then they also find a butcher knife, oh. some brown cording, and two canvas trash bags, which I assume is a 70s thing because I don't know what the fuck that is. Yeah, Never that heard sounds like that would get <laughs> disgusting really fast. Yes. And so they're like, well, this looks fucking terrible. I mean, it couldn't look worse. Yeah. And so then they, like, search the inside of his car. And in, like, the passenger side of his car, he has two throw rugs, a pillow, weird stuff. They find a long hair mixed in with all of that stuff. Kind of like your salad tonight. That's right. Like (laughs) that hair I found in my salad that I'm telling myself was mine. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, of the things I could find in my salad, a hair is the best because... Hair does not bother me. Literally, I breathe in hair every day. But you want it in your food? I don't want it in my food. But, like, that to me is the least offensive thing that for an object oh. I could find in my okay, food. Okay, God bless. Hair bothers me not at all. Okay, okay. When you touch hair all day long. Yeah. I mean, I guess I still don't want it in my food. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. I get you. So... 
they he they ask him if they can take that stuff as evidence. And he's like, yeah, sure, whatever. And so they just, you know, very carefully wad it all up in their no. arms and throw it in the trunk of a patrol no. car. A patrol the car. fucking 70s. Yeah. <laughs> this is ridiculous. You ever heard of an evidence bag? <laughs> yeah, so they literally, like, take an armful of all this stuff, including that hair, and just throw it in the back of a police car. You are kidding No. Me. And um, they looked gave just like a kind of a cursory glance at the upholstery and stuff in the car to see if there were any signs of blood or anything like that. Nothing, no signs of concern there. They removed all of those items in the trunk that he admitted that he had Mm -hmm. stolen from the school. Um, He said he had an explanation for lots of it. He'd been scavenging through the high school when he'd been, you know, left there on his own Uh at night. And he wanted to give the butcher knife to his wife, you know, like you do. Uh-huh. And he wanted to do an experiment with that sulfuric acid. Right. And then the chloroform and the ether he planned to huff and get high with. Great. Got it. Yeah. So they're like, okay. And they're like, how about the clothing that you had on yesterday? Mm-hmm. Where's that at? Oh, well, that's all covered in blood. So I had to get rid of that. <laughs> and he's like, well, that's at my house. And so they're like, great, let's head on over there. And so they go to this guy's house and he lets them come in and he goes and digs his clo- some a set of clothing out of like his dirty mm-hmm. clothes hamper, hands it to them. They're looking at it and there's holes in the back of this shirt, like some weird tears in the back of this shirt. Oh, and so again, they ask him if they can take that clothing. And again, he consents. And they wad They it just up. wad that up real uh-huh. good, shove it in the back of that <laughs> police car. <laughs> While they were observing him, like getting at his house, getting this stuff out, they noticed that he's got some scratches on him. He's got a scratch on his forehead. He's got a scratch behind his ear. He's got a scratch on his arm. And so they're like, we need to take him to a controlled environment. Yeah. Like sit him down, do an actual yeah. interrogation here, figure out what's going on. And so they take him back to Prairie Village to the police department. And he voluntarily does this. He cooperates through everything. He answers all their questions. But again, he denies ever seeing Liz. He denies having any interaction with anybody at the school well, that case day. closed, am I right? That's right. That's exactly <laughs> right. And so they ask him to remove his clothing mm-hmm. so that they can see if he has any marks or scratches on any other part of his body. And he consents. He does it. And they are able to see that he's got scratches all over his back. He's got scratches up his forearms. He's got scratches on his thighs. Why did he agree to all this? It's an amazing question, Kristen. And um, they also noticed that he had blood on his underwear. Your what? Uh Uh-huh. Like where on his underwear? I I don't know. However, he, again, had an explanation for all of this. Okay. So they questioned him about that three-hour dinner break that he took. Mm -hmm. And he said what had happened is he'd clocked out for dinner. He'd driven to go get some dinner. And his car had broken down. And so when his car was, like, sitting in a parking lot somewhere, he'd had to crawl under it and start working on it. And broke his ding-dong? No, 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 no. So that's how he'd gotten all the scratches. Uh Crawling around on the ground, (laughs) under Uh the car. Yeah. Um, And then the blood on his underwear. (laughs) Sorry. I can't wait. (laughs) It's the... 
It's the most ridiculous explanation I've ever heard. So he and his wife had had sex that night. Oh, my God. And turns She's out on her that she was on her period. And instead of doing, like, what a normal human being would do and, like, wash your ding cleaning dong. his shit up, he just cared about his business. Ew. Yes. Is and that not the no. craziest explanation? No. That's the dumbest it's thing the I've ever heard. It's the dumbest explanation ever. And so they're like, okay, great. Thanks for explaining. Sorry, I just hit the whole mic. Oh, it's okay. Don't <laughs> worry. I'm sure everyone loved it. <laughs> and so they're like, great. Thanks for clearing that up for us. Makes perfect sense. Perfect sense. I get a bloody dick myself about once a month. <laughs> and I just walk around with it for a few days. What the fuck? <laughs> Who needs a shower? Am I right? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. I It seems that they thought that that was a realistic explanation. No, they didn't. They were just humoring him. Sure, Kristen. They were just humoring him. Brandy. Um, were they dumber than he was? Huh, I don't know. Oh, this is... Okay. I don't know. So... They continue this invest this interview with him, and he's explained all of the scratches and what he was doing with all that shit in his car and why he's got blood all over his dick. Like, <laughs> great. <laughs> and then they ask him to walk him through his day. So it turns out that he had come to work somewhere around 3 p.m. and that um, he would then be expected to work until, I think, midnight or something, mm-hmm. or shortly after midnight, whatever. So he gets to work, he clocks in, and he is told that he will need to be doing the work of two custodians that night because the other custodian had called in. So he's going to be there by himself Mm -hmm. and he needs to do the outside work as well as the inside work. So there's like all of this, like these trees and stuff near the library on the, which is on the South side of the school that all need to be watered. And so that's like somewhere around seven 30 He's out watering all these trees. And when you believe that that's the part where the parking lot is, Uh where he's watering all of those trees. But he didn't see anything. He said he estimated that he started watering the trees about 730, finished around 805. And that's when he clocked out for his dinner break. And then that's when his car broke down. He'd come back to the school sometime later, maybe Two hours, maybe three hours later, he'd forgotten to clock back in. (laughs) But he did return. Okay, we've all told that lie, but it's always a lie. Yeah, yeah. he pulled, at that point, he pulled his car into the garage at the school so he could continue working on it. Okay. Classic tale. Mm hmm. So, airtight alibi. Yeah. Yeah. I was right there at the exact time. (laughs) Yeah. I've got blood on my ding dong. Blood on my, but that's. And scratches all over me. That's right. And a trunk full of evidence. Uh huh. Absolutely. But I didn't do it. That's right. I had nothing to do with it. I don't even know who this girl is. Never saw her. Never heard of her. Nothing. And the police don't really know where to go with that. There's not. Are you kidding me? So this is before DNA. This is before... It's not before common sense. You're right, it's not. But they... So they start um, talking to anybody who may have been around the school that day. So this is like the next day they talk to some girls who who happened to be at the high school. They were some cheerleaders for Shawnee Mission East. And they happened to be at the school. Wait, now, was that the first um, high I, I believe it's the estab- second. Oh, the oh, second great. high school oh, established in the Shawnee okay. Mission School District. I hope Kristen. everyone's taking notes. <laughs> 
you know what? Fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) I will share my fun facts and I will think they're fun and no one else has to. (laughs) So this group of cheerleaders happened to be there that Sunday evening kind of Mm -hmm. practicing on the lawn. They were there somewhere in, in the afternoon, early evening, before all of this other stuff went on. But they told police that while they hadn't seen Liz or anything that day, what they what had happened was that a custodian had c- approached them at some point and said that he needed he had asked them if they needed to come into the school for anything. Mm-hmm. And they were like, "No, not at all. No thanks. We don't we don't need anything in the school." And he's like, "Well, there's like a really cool band concert going on in there. You guys don't want to come in and see it?" <laughs> oh, yeah, the cheerleaders were just dying to see yeah, that band. Yeah. And concert. they're like, no and he's like i can let you guys in if you want to if you want to get in and see the band concert i can totally let you guys in oh this is scary and they're like absolutely not no thanks man we're cool and so the police look into this and of course there was no band concert going Mm on on that day and as we already know there's only one custodian working that day as well Mm -hmm. so i mean how much more evidence do we need well, so far, Liz is just missing, so... Well, come the fudge on. couple days later, police get word that there's these other two girls that have a story to tell about something that happened that day at the high school. Beth and Mary, they come, they talk to police, and they said that day they were approached by a custodian. And when they were given, like, a picture lineup of the custodians who worked at the school, they, of course pointed out this John Henry Horton guy. Right. They're like, yes, it's him. We had been playing tennis um, at like these public tennis courts that were right near the high school. And then they, as they were walking home, they walked past that library entrance of the high school. When they do that, and they thought that this is somewhere around 720, they were approached by John Henry Horton and they they were kind of separated at one point. So this one girl, Beth, is kind of walking ahead and he approaches her first. And he said he asks her what time it is. And she says she thinks it's about 720 mm-hmm. um, based on when she left the tennis courts and whatever. He asked if she had seen the other custodian anywhere. And she's like, no, you're the only one I've seen. And he's like, dang it. I really need help with something no shut and up. she's like okay he's like there's this water valve and i need the. i need to reach the shutoff i need to i was gonna get the other custodian kind of hoist him up on my shoulders so he could reach the valve Mm-mm. and while he doesn't come out and say it she said it yeah. was very clear yeah, he's trying that to he's get trying to, to get her to volunteer to do it yeah but while this interaction is going on up comes mary and mary's like uh, no thanks, whatever, man. Like, we're cool. And uh, ushers Beth away. You know what freaks me out about that? What if Mary hadn't come up? I'm I'm just thinking, I would have totally gone and helped with that. Right? Yep. God forbid I seem impolite right? for two yes. seconds. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure, creepy guy who yeah. I don't want to talk to and I certainly don't want to be alone with. Yeah, right. I'll help you out. Yeah. I'll help you find your lost puppy. Yeah. They walk away without obviously offering to help him or anything. So police look into this a little more. And this is very alarming to them because 
Were they not alarmed before? Well, obviously they were alarmed before because <laughs> okay. a girl is missing. But this shut-off valve that he's talking about is one foot off the ground. So it was obviously a ruse this entire time. It becomes very clear to them that this guy is, has tried on multiple attempts now to get someone yes, into the school alone with him. He's trying to lure a young woman to be alone with him. Correct. Yeah. But there's no sign of Liz. Months go by. It's now January of 1975. This contractor for this big construction company is working in the area of 105th and Lackman, um, which is now a very industrial area. Mm -hmm. They're clearing land of what used to be an alfalfa farm Mm -hmm. um, in uh, preparation to build the JCPenney's distribution center. Oh, yes. Okay. And they discover a human skull. Oh. And so police come out, they check the area, and multiple other bones are located at that time. They send those off to the lab to be, like, they, again, this is before DNA. So they can, like, basically date them, and they can deem, are they all from the same body, and get a basic age of who they might belong to they can determine hopefully if they're male or female and an age range of who they belong to right so while that's all going on they're trying to date these these remains that's all skeleton so it's just bones there's no no flesh or clothing or anything attached to them anymore more time goes by and in the following year, in February, this farmer who had owned that land mm-hmm. is going through these these bales of alfalfa that he baled when he owned oh, no. that land, oh, no. and he finds human bones in them. And he remembers that he baled those in July of 1974. And he remembered at that time smelling a very strong odor in his field. He thought it was a dead animal or something like that. Yes. And so when he'd been doing the bailing, like nothing, there'd been no problems. He just remembered that odor. And he's like, Oh, an animal's died out here or something. No, it's more remains from that same body. So they're able to identify that as all of those remains coming from the same body. And all they can determine is that they are female and they belong to a female somewhere between the ages of 12 and 14. So based on what they know of missing persons in the area, the police determined that this must be Liz Wilson's remains. Mm -hmm. And so her family comes and they claim the remains and they take them to Iowa where her family's from and they bury her and they're finally able to have a funeral for her. But there's no way to determine a cause of death. There's, There's nothing. And so this case completely goes cold. You're kidding. They have all of these suspicions about this custodian and how all of these circumstantial things, but there's no direct evidence tying him to Liz at all. No one physically saw him with Liz. Yeah. Nothing specifically of hers was found. They did check that one hair Mm -hmm. that they'd found in his car. It wasn't hers. It was deemed microscopically similar, but they couldn't, at the time, they didn't even have the the technology to determine for sure that it was hers. Yeah. And they had only a very small sample of what they could take from a hairbrush in her home to compare it to. And so that's as close as they could get. And 
police just they investigators and, and prosecutors just didn't think that was enough to move forward with any charges because well now they know that liz is dead they don't know how she died they don't know where she died yeah yeah yeah. they don't I have know. while they can think that this guy's creepy and think he had something to do with it yeah. how do you prove it in court you could be like hey Look at all these circumstantial bits. You put them together and you got something. So this, we're at 1975. This case sits and sits and sits until 2001. This poor family. Oh, yeah. In 2001, this police officer with um, the Prairie Village Police Department, he's like a detective there, decides he wants to take a fresh look at this case. And he's like, there's got to be something there. We know who did this. Absolutely. There has to be something there. Yes. And so they open it back up, and now they've got DNA testing. And so they go and exhume those remains. Yes. And they compare those remains to the DNA of Liz's mother. And that comes back, it's positive. It's Mm -hmm. definitely Liz Wilson's remains. Um, and then they want to look more into that hair. The only concrete piece of evidence that they were able to pull from the suspect's car. Right. Well, here's the problem. That hair was destroyed what? in 1985 or 1984. So at that time, they believed that they'd done all the testing they could do with it. Oh, and God. so that was super common for evidence to be destroyed when, you know, you've got the report that came back on it. No reason to hold on to that evidence anymore. Oh. So there's no, they can't do anything. It no longer exists. Yeah. So he's oh, like, this kills me. oh, yeah. So he's like, all right, let's see. What kind of case can I make without that? And so he starts looking back over interviews, starts talking to people who'd made statements at that time. And he ends up getting kind of looped back around to this woman who had made a statement sometime during while they were investigating this. Her name is Joy Crager. Mm -hmm. Joy was 14 years old in 1974. And she was good friends with John Henry Horton's niece, Cindy. And Cindy lived with um, John Horton at that time. And Joy lived across the street. Uh huh. And so at some point she had made a statement to police that something she had experienced something very bad with mm-hmm. John Horton. So sometime in that summer of 1974, John had taken Joy and Cindy to a park and had offered to get them high by sniffing chloroform. Oh, no. And so they'd gone to this park and he'd gotten them both high. But then Joy had like sniffed too much of the chloroform and mm-hmm. she'd blacked out. Yeah. And when she came to, she was being molested yes. by John Horton. Of course. She had kept it quiet for a while, I guess. And I guess eventually had come forward and talked to police about this. Wow. Um, what? Wow. Yeah. And, but they didn't. While it gave them an idea that, yes, this guy's super creepy, they went and talked to Cindy, and Cindy said it never happened. Well, how would she know? Well, she was there. Wasn't she high as a kite, too? Yes. 
And she's a kid, right. so maybe she doesn't want to say anything. Right. So this kind of creates in this in this detective's mind who's looking into this case again for the first time, you know, in mm-hmm. 30 years. Right. What he believes happened. He believes that John attempted to do that same thing with Liz that night. He mm-hmm. lured her into the school, tried to make her pass out with this chloroform so that he could sexually assault her. And that she'd been given too much chloroform and died. Yeah. And then he'd quickly disposed of her remains. Yeah. So when he's investigating this, it's now maybe Mm 2003-ish. They go to talk to John Henry Horton. And when they go to his house, like his wife answers the door and he jumps out the back window and takes off running. Okay. He's just going for a run. (laughs) Yes. When I go for a run, I always (laughs) jump out the back window. So eventually they get him into custody and they, um, and he denies still having anything to do with this. Officially in 2003, they finally charge him with the first degree murder of Liz Wilson. And they move forward with the trial. At this trial, they bring that Joy woman to testify mm-hmm. about what had happened to her. They bring all of the police that they originally had talked to. Um, and they talk about, you know, how he had acted during his his interrogation, the scratches they found on him, all the stuff that they'd found in his car. They bring forward the cheerleaders and the and the girls who have been walking home from the tennis courts to tell their stories. Wow. All of that stuff is all, all of these told. grown women. Yes. Yeah. And they're telling a story from 30 years ago. Yeah. In court. Um, but it's all circumstantial. There's still no direct evidence. There's enough. It's, I think it's amazing how little evidence they have. You, I think you'd have to get a very open-minded jury to... Am I too close-minded? It's not a strong case. It's not a strong case at all. I think it's a very weak case. They can't prove where Liz died. They can't yeah. prove how she died. They have a theory. Yeah. And they have created that theory around what they found him with. Yeah. It's pretty weak. Okay. But a jury finds him guilty. Oh, yeah. They had a bunch of Christians on there. They're like, we see what's going on here. So they convict him of first-degree murder, and he's sentenced to life in prison with the possibility of parole after 15 years. Because that was the sentence that a crime in 1974 carried. So, yeah. They have to sentence him based on the sentencing guidelines from when the crime occurred. What about the fact that he got away with it for decades? No kidding. Uh, just to be clear, I think this guy is guilty as I know. fuck. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Everybody, everybody knows what you're <laughs> but saying. But I think it's amazing how little evidence they have. Yeah. So immediately, this guy um, appeals his conviction. Mm-hmm. And he appeals it on two major grounds. So the first is that the teenage girl, Joy, who testified against him about that incident at the park, he says she never should have been allowed to testify. Because the prosecution didn't prove, could not prove, Mm -hmm. that that incident was anywhere similar to what happened to Liz. Because they don't know what happened to Liz. Mm. Mm. 
And his second um, reason for appealing is that the all of the police officers and detectives who um, testified at trial, uh, they were able to, while they were on the stand, have their old reports from 1974 in front of them and read directly from them to deliver their testimony. What's wrong with that? Well, he thought that that was not fair, that they should they should ha- be able to shouldn't be able to have that information readily available. And they should be able to tell the same story that they told back then without having to to see those notes. So this goes wow. all the way to the Kansas Supreme Court. And first, the Kansas Supreme Court's like, of course they can have their fucking notes. Like, right. yeah, they're trying to remember something from 30 years ago. Nice try, buddy. Yes, the 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 um, court was right in letting them do that. And then they looked at his argument about this joy yeah, woman that's not testifying. And... This had so the defense had objected to this woman testifying from the beginning, right? But the prosecution had cited the case of um, of Grissom, the case that I I did, where the three girls were murdered, their bodies were never found, and he was still convicted of their murders. Remember? Yeah. So they cited that case, saying he people were able to testify in that about the type of person he was, Mm -hmm. the type of acts that he'd done in the past without us knowing how those girls were murdered. Right. And so at the time, the trial court had agreed, yes, that's the perfect precedent. Absolutely. You're right. We will let this testimony in. Mm -hmm. So the Supreme Court, though, when they're looking into this, they're like, you can't compare it to that case. Yeah. Because there's actual physical evidence tying those girls' disappearances to Richard Grissom. Yeah. You don't have that in this case. They're Ugh. not enough similar. And so you can't prove, the prosecution did not prove and could not prove that what happened to Joy Crager was anywhere similar to what happened to Liz because we don't know what happened to Liz. Can we give them points for a good theory. It, it is a good theory. And yeah. it's probably right. Yeah, probably is. They're probably exactly right. That's probably exactly what he did. But there's no way to prove it. And so the Supreme Court overturns his conviction. Because Joy Crager had been allowed to testify. So in 2008... John Henry Horton is tried again. Oh, I hate this. I hate this so this much. This time, I believe they had to keep out all of that testimony I'm from sure. Joy Crager. Yeah, of course. So instead, the prosecution brings forward two inmate witnesses, people who have been locked up with John Henry Horton. So he's been in prison or in jail since his original arrest in 2003. Right. When he was originally charged. And so... He's had all kinds of different bunkies and whatever in that time. Two men come forward and they're like, yeah, he talked to us about the murders. He gave us these details. They they can give explicit details about the murder and about the crime in Mm -hmm. general. And again, the defense tries to block this. They object to it from the beginning. They say these should be deemed unreliable witnesses. They're inmates. They're trying to get something out of this. But the trial court allows it in. Mm-hmm. Again, John Henry Horton is found guilty of first degree murder <laughs> and sentenced to life in prison with the possibility of parole after 15 years. And again, <gasps> he appeals his conviction. Ugh. So apparently, 
at the time that those inmates were brought forward to testify, somewhere in the course of this trial, the defense got their hands on some jailhouse phone calls, some Uh recordings, Uh and they wanted to play those in court to discredit those witnesses. Oh, shit. And the trial judge did not allow it. Why not? Didn't think it was necessary, didn't think it was relevant, and thought that the defense brought it forward too late in Hmm. the trial procedure. And so they said, no. Right. We're not, you can't bring it in. And so... At this point, the appeals court looks at it again, and they're like, yeah, we think the judge may have made an error by not allowing that in. You can, the defense can present evidence at any point during the trial. They can bring in new evidence, and it should be admiss- admissible in court mm-hmm. if the judge rules that it's admissible. So because the judgment was made, like one of the reasons the judge didn't allow it was because of when it was brought up at trial. They sent this judge, they sent this back to the lower court and we're like okay look at it again and see if you still think you made the right decision (sighs) because we don't love the grounds that you made the decision on yeah but it's not necessarily the wrong decision we just want you to take another look at it okay and so at that point the lower court looks at it again and they're like fuck no we we say the same thing (laughs) dude you're guilty yeah and his conviction is upheld that time this is crazy. I've never heard I this story. Never. I had never heard it either. Where'd you find... Uh, so I know Gracie told you, but like... What? Kansas City. She sent me an article from the Kansas City Star. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So he again is sentenced to life in prison yeah. with the possibility of parole after 15 years. So that 15-year period starts from his original arrest date in 2003. So in mm-hmm. October of 2018, Ew. he became eligible for parole. But he didn't get it. His parole was denied, thank, oh, thank God. God. Um, Liz's youngest brother, who was five at the time of her disappearance, wrote this like very emotional letter to the parole board. Yeah. Um, a bunch of the prosecutors came. A bunch of the investigators came Good. to the parole hearing. Yeah. And they said they intend to be at every parole hearing to make sure that this man stays behind bars un- for the rest of his life. Yeah. I, I Again, I do think that this guy is guilty. First of all, he's the creepiest looking dude ever. Wait. He just looks like a child molester. John. John Henry Horton. Oh, whoa. <laughs> he's so creepy. Yikes. I am. I'm still shocked that they got two convictions out of this, that two juries convicted him based on how weak this case was. Oof. Oof. Yeah. Hmm. That's the story of the disappearance of Elizabeth Wilson. Holy crap. Yeah. So he was, I mean, he was arrested and charged in 2003. Like, I've never heard of it. Yeah. And I can't even imagine what it's like to do something like that. And then just, I assume you're just waiting oh, for decades. Well, you have to be right because when they up. knocked on his door exactly. to talk about him, he jumps he, out the back yeah, window. Exactly. He was not cool and collected. No. He had clearly been ready for something to happen. Yeah. Like, like I said, I am very surprised that they were able to get two convictions out of 
the very limited evidence they had. He did try to appeal based on, so they were able to present evidence at trial about that destroyed hair sample, Mm -hmm. about how when they had tested it back in the 70s, it had been deemed microscopically similar and then it had been destroyed and so no no further testing had been done. And he tried to appeal on those grounds too, that that shouldn't have been allowed to be shared in court, but that was deemed admissible. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's no longer reliable. Yeah, I guess you never say, yeah. Okay. No, so... That hair, like the the hair comparison evidence is no longer deemed like a valid. Yeah, it's like a polygraph. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you to Gracie for bringing that case to thank me. Thank you, because Gracie. I can't believe I've never heard of it right here I in know. Johnson County. I mean, we're not here in Johnson County currently. Uh, unfortunately for Brandy, <laughs> we're not here in Johnson County. Such a dangerous place it, to live. It is dangerous out here. Sure is. You never know what's going to happen. Yeah. Better parkour your way back. Parkour my way back to my bubble. (laughs) So, Norm, do you have Discord questions for us? Oh, yeah. Oh. This one's being asked. Wait, wait, wait. Wait. People want to know how how they ask the questions. Yeah. Oh, we got to get in the Discord. That's right. And to get in the Discord, you just have to join our Patreon at the $5 level or higher. That's patreon.com slash LGTC podcast. Join at the appellate or Supreme Court levels to get in. You get to talk to us and our moms and it's a whole thing. It's really fun. My favorite part of the Discord remains the animals channel. Where oh, people just we do have an animal channel. It's animals. so fun. People just post pictures of their animals. I love it. Okay, hold on. I've got to tell you guys something. So I got really invested. <laughs> Hang on. Give me a second. Beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop. So Maggie May posted this picture of her two dogs. They are, oh. Is this Whiskey cutest. and Jeeves? Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> God. You have them memorized. Okay. Whiskey and Jeeves. Yes. Yes. And I don't, I don't know how to describe dogs, but like one of them is significantly smaller. He's a little shaggy. Yeah. You know, they're both distinguished looking boys. Yes. But still, one of them just has a real Jeeves look. And so I agonized over what to say to her because I wanted to be, I wanted to be like, you named the little one Jeeves, right? But I didn't want to be judgy in case yeah, I was in wrong. Yeah, it wasn't, yeah. Um, but don't worry. She said Jeeves is the little guy. He's my old man. He's nine and a half and he thinks he's human, which is exactly <laughs> what I wanted to hear about yes. Jeeves. Um, side note, real yeah. quick. I can't believe I've waited this long to tell you. But when I pulled up here tonight to record, yeah. somebody was walking their corgi outside. <laughs> I got so excited. There is a really cute corgi it's in our so neighborhood. It's so little too. That's oh, why we moved so here. So cute. Okay. Anyway, back to the, back to you, Norm. <laughs> Questions. <laughs> Take it away, Norm. Uh, several people want to know what music do you listen to? Oh. <laughs> people, um, I, people, like somebody asked it, and a bunch of people were like, "I second this." Oh, really? I want to know. Yeah. I really listen to everything, but I would say I mostly listen to alternative. That's my go-to. But um, I listen, like I listen to a lot of everything. Like I, we just went to the Post Malone concert, David and I did, because I fucking love Post Malone. So oh, you haven't mentioned that in like half and I <laughs> sat right next to Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. No big deal. <laughs> <laughs> I listen to popular crap that's very upbeat <laughs> and there's like this, there's this meme that is like me and it's like a baby kind of dancing uh-huh. and it's me listening to the same 30 songs yeah. that i've listened to for the last 10 years yes. and that is that's 100% accurate me. i'm really into glass animals right now they have a song out called tokyo drifting that i freaking love it's very good mm, um, i like glass animals oh, they're coming did you know they're coming to the record bar their show sold out in one minute today 
Because they're coming to the record bar. It hits, fits 12 people. Yeah, record bar is tiny. Yes. You guys heard of Taylor Swift? <laughs> She has favorite. an original movie out on Netflix. It's quite good. Um, David and I are going to a show at the end of the month. So one of my favorite bands is Dirty Heads, which is like total stoner music. Um, and so Daddy B from the Dirty Heads is coming with Rome from Sublime and they're doing an acoustic set. I'm really excited. So we're going to that uh, at the end of the month. Pretty wow. Excited, pretty excited about that. Wow. There was a Miranda Lambert concert here <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> That I actually wanted to go to, but I was too tired. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor wants to know, uh, Brandy, did you ever try cinnamon in your coffee? No. It sounds so weird. I'm actually off coffee right now. I would try it, but I'm off the coffee because I have to have, like, trying to really limit the caffeine Is during the Is the baby the really cramping your style? It's cramping my style. So, yeah, you can have, like, 200 milligrams of caffeine a day during your pregnancy, and that's, like, a cup of coffee. So... You know, I've, I, I've I given to, up coffee. I used to put cinnamon in my coffee. Yeah, I used to do it too. It's good. It is really good. Well, I should. We should start doing it again. Why did we ever stop? No nuts. No, no nuts. nuts. Um, That's a, we should make t-shirts to say, "Let's <laughs> no. go to court." No nuts. No. Yeah. <laughs> and be like, "No nuts." What? what? What's the challenge? My favorite part is that there were is that we're two women. I know. <laughs> It's legitimate. Like we legitimately have no nuts. No nuts. (laughs) Did you see Baby Nut? Yes. Yeah. That was dumb. Oh, the peanut. Sorry. Personally, I hate that Mr. Peanut is alive again. Yeah. Should stay dead. Wow. What did Mr. Peanut ever do to you? I don't care. I knew he would come back. How are you going to kill Mr. Peanut? Well, so but the whole thing, like they didn't end up playing. Like there was supposed to be a two-part commercial, and they didn't. They pulled part of it. Why? Because oh, they thought it was insensitive after Kobe Bryant's death to play a death of of uh, Mr. Peanut. Well, that's probably a good thing. Yeah, yeah, so they pulled the first part of it and then just played the the, the funeral the and funeral. then Baby yeah, Nut yeah, yeah. sprouts oh. out. Yeah, it's genius. You know, every other corporate mascot is going to have a baby version. Yeah, now. because babies are cute and everybody loves them. Baby Yoda. Yeah, Baby, baby Nut. Man, baby Yoda. They were not prepared for Baby Yoda. No, they had no merch ready. <laughs> Um, no, you're still, you have to pre, like, it's still not going to be available until May. Like, there's have all these pre-orders for all this Baby Yoda merch. How much have you ordered, Brandon? I have ordered none, but I've looked at it all. <laughs> I, I have looked, too. Oh, I wanna, seriously? Yeah. I, yeah, I want sh- the I want the pop. It's so cute. Yeah. I want Baby Mr. Clean. Baby Mr. Clean! <laughs> this is a pretty general question, but I think it's a good one. Mandy wants to know, what are you guys looking forward to in the next few months? It's new year, mm. new you. Well, we've got to, I guess, this baby. <laughs> Brandy, has a, Brandy has a human growing inside her. <laughs> a human. Randy. Bringing a human into the world. Kristen. I, I'm looking forward to your baby, too. Yeah. I'm, I'm very excited. Yeah. I'm Everybody's very, very excited. excited. I'm very excited. It's an exciting time for Norm's sure. Norm's not excited. Norm, Norm is terrified. Just wringing his hands constantly. Look, about- I, don't want, I don't want you to think I'm not excited for your baby. Because I am, but... I fully admit babies make me very uncomfortable. <laughs> and it's not But not baby Yoda. You. Baby Yoda's not real. Yeah. Okay. Also really looking forward to that uh Daddy in Rome concert at the end of the month. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Okay, this is this is very lame, but the truth is, is I'm excited. Last year for my niece's birthday, we got her Disney on ice tickets and I was like, huh, you know, no, well, it's amazing. It's 
It's so fun. I've been. It's amazing. Yeah, we went, we went so last good. year. It was cool. Yeah. So, so we went last year, and again, I was thinking, oh, I guess I'll be a great aunt and go to this lame thing. I loved it more than she did. Yeah. I thought it was amazing. And so this year, like, my mom came over today, and she's like, hey, if you don't want to take her to Disney on like, ice, I will be taking and her. I was, like, no. <laughs> I was like, first of all, we're doing it again, yeah. and I'm getting better seats. Yes. I am getting great seats to that thing, and I don't care if Allie's outgrown it. That's right. I, did, I went with my niece one time, too. Yeah, it's it's a blast. The only thing is you have to clear out your 401k to buy concessions Absolutely. there. Uh, oh, I got one more thing. that I'm looking, Well, two more things I'm looking forward to. I'm sorry. There's a limit. Trivia competitions. I've got the one that I go to with my family every year in February, uh-huh. where we've come in second place every time. This year we're taking first, I swear. And then we usually do the, the charity right. one. So hopefully, yes. I assume that's happening this year, and I'll be invited assume, back. You know, I haven't heard anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> what if we're banned? What, we might be. <laughs> Damn. If you need me for your trivia, where you travel, Norm, we got a full team. Ooh. If you need a sub, David doesn't even get to come. Ooh. Listen, you can take second place. Maybe you want to take first this time. We definitely want to take first. I bring in the uh, norm story. Really, right here. I'm really salty about us coming in second. Why? Why? Did you have a winning answer, Brandy? Uh, yep. She did. And were I you did. ignored I by was. your father and sister? I was. And are you over it yet? <laughs> completely. Completely <laughs> over it. I think you ought to boot someone else off the team. <laughs> you so yeah, got to kick someone. <laughs> Nat Likes Cats mm. wants to know, are you watching the Oscars on Sunday? Have you seen any of the movies nominated? Have seen some of the movies nominated. And in parentheses it says, maybe this is more like, of a I guess question. I wasn't answering. Hang on. <laughs> in parentheses it says, maybe more of a question for Brandy and Norm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> um, have seen some of the movies nominated. Will not be watching because... <gasps> Oh yeah, we're recording during them. Um, yeah, and we've got we've got we've got kind of a hot thing happening. Okay, and here's here's the fun thing: we do not know if this is going to be a Patreon bonus episode or if it's going to be a regular episode. TBD. It's it's a special edition. That's it's for something sure. Something we've never done before, and um, yeah, could we're be just real good. Play yeah. it by ear, or it could suck. Yeah, stay tuned to find out. Yep, pay money to find out. Pay money to find out. <laughs> <laughs> Kristen, why don't you tell the listeners about Parasite? Oh, okay. Norman <laughs> dragged me to the movies, as he has to do, because I don't enjoy yeah. films. Okay. The movie Parasite is a wild ride. You have to see it. So it's this Korean movie, and I was like, meh, subtitles, because I'm lazy and dumb. Yeah. But Loved this it. movie is so good. I don't want to give anything away. It starts out, and you think it's one thing. You think maybe this is kind of a kind of a lighthearted uh-huh. movie. It's not. It's really good. I highly recommend it. Wow. Okay, I'll check it out. Is it scary? Uh, uh kind of. Yeah. It does yeah. have a few scary moments. It's not a. It's not a scary movie. It's not a scary movie. But this, yeah, it keeps you guessing. Okay. It is a wild ride. Oh, I'll watch it. It has everything. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, as far as the Oscars go, you know, that's up for Best Picture, Parasite. Mm-hmm. It wins in my book. I've not seen any of the you others. Didn't see, did you? I thought maybe you might have seen A Marriage Story. 
Oh, Netflix we did one. see a marriage yeah. story. Yeah, that's that was good. The best picture too. It's no parasite. Didn't you see Uncut Gems? Oh, I saw Uncut Gems that's too. That's not up it's for not best up, picture. But yeah. I guess that is not. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. I can't believe that's not up for best yeah. picture. Hey, J Lo is the one who was truly robbed. Okay, and, and all the, all the J- no. Okay, I just have to say something about the Super Bowl halftime show. What? Oh, all the people saying it was inappropriate. Get your panties out of a wad. It was so amazing. No kidding. You're mad that J-Lo shook her beautiful she ass at you? so hot. Like, and Shakira was amazing. That was the best. It, it was, was amazing. It was a good halftime show. I thought it was it excellent. Was great. It was great. And I just want to say, <laughs> we're sitting around watching an incredibly violent sport that causes long-term damage to men's brains yeah. who are out there. CTE is a thing. Yeah. And people were upset because we saw some ass. That's right. Not even a whole ass. No one's asshole show. <laughs> and I didn't believe see me, one I was asshole. looking. I was looking for the asshole. Yeah, one of my clients was like, she came in the day uh-huh. after and uh, and she was like, you know, I just have to say that I am a grandmother. Oh, God. And the idea of my grandbabies sitting there watching that halftime show <laughs> just... Your it turned off. Your grandbabies didn't care. They yeah. Didn't, I mean. <laughs> yeah, your dad asked me that. He was like, if you were eight years old and you watched that, would you be like. You'd become a man. Would you be like. A, <laughs> yeah, Instead I was like. Instead of waiting until you were 25. I don't think it. Earlier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because my dad was saying someone was like, oh, my my eight-year-old saw that. And blah, 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 started blah. crying or oh, something. It's like, like, no, no, no they, didn't. they didn't. Yeah. I don't believe it. I think I would have loved it. I I loved it. <laughs> I thought it was amazing. Old, eight year old boy. Yeah, I yeah. Really liked it. We are we are so we're like totally we're we're puritanical. We're totally fine with violence, but like anything titillating, we're like, oh my. Kristen, are you trying Think to do a children. record of how many episodes in a row you work the word titillating into? I'm doing great, <laughs> aren't I? <laughs> I've got a punch card. Do you? What do you get when you fill it up? A new sub. <laughs> a new co-host. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. Oh, so sad. What would you do if you went on maternity leave? And we were like, oh, yeah, you know, maternity leave. Okay. And then Wednesday, you get a notification on your phone. And I've got like a generic brandy store no, brandy. No. <laughs> Dollar store brandy. Dollar, Dollar store brandy. She oh. laughs like <laughs> <laughs> her laugh is even worse than mine. <laughs> uh, no, you're irreplaceable, oh, Brandy. Thank you. But I will try. <laughs> Sorry, thanks. I won't. Mm. No. There would be a revolt. That's right. There'd be blood in the street. At least, at least three listeners would be kind of upset. <laughs> <laughs> Good questions. Uh, DP wants to know: Did the Chiefs win the big game? We already addressed this. Yes, they DP, did. DP, DP, you DP, have you've been it celebrating harder than Patrick Mahomes. See <laughs> <laughs> DP at that post Malone concert. Right. Oh my gosh! With his Mike's hard lemonade. Did you hear people? in arms about Patrick Mahomes too. What about him? Because he, he was drinking during the parade. Oh, and God, he's an adult. Let him celebrate. Yes, he won the he's Super won Bowl. The fucking Super Bowl. Okay. Now I have to go back on what I just said a little bit. You thought it was inappropriate that he was drinking at the... No, no, no. Oh, no, okay. No. Um, so 
I I didn't see the parade. I saw like the, the remarks rally. at yeah, Union yeah. Station. So my dad and I had this like spot up yeah. on a cliff. You know, there's tons tons of families and everything. And at one point, tra- you know, it was a very it was very clean. I mean, people were giving Until speeches. Until Travis Kelsey said, "Motherfucker." Exactly. <laughs> and honestly, I was kind of like, "Oh, they're." Little like people brought their kids out for yeah. this, you know. Yeah, it and, didn't get bleeped all the way on TV either. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't bleeped in real life. I actually thought they might cut the mic. Yeah, or have you know do something, yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh, no, no. But the best part was, did you see the video of the guy who was drunk in the tree and his ass was hanging out and then he <laughs> fell out of the tree? Yes. He was fine. But Did you see the guy who ran into the parking meter trying to catch yes. the passenger <laughs> from Patrick Mahomes? Yeah. And he tweeted, is that guy okay? Yeah. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes tweeted him. He's like, hey, he yo, got- yo, the guy that ran into the parking meter, okay? <laughs> he... Fell right on his butt. Oh he like slammed into it and like fell full back. force. He looked like he got knocked meter. out cold. Oh. Good times had by all. Oh. Um, final question for Brandy: mm. least favorite haircut. Ooh, ooh, that's a good ooh. question. That's a tough one. Someone walks and into the salon. Kristen, your least favorite a... haircut. <laughs> well, that, I don't think anyone's gonna be. Yo, oh, what's a haircut you look at and you're just like, oh, no. So I would say my least favorite time is when I have to explain to someone that what they are describing to me (laughs) is in fact a mullet and that that's not actually what they want. What if they want a mullet? What if, you know, we just did like a lot of layers and then kind of shorter here, but I really like the length in the back. It's like, (laughs) okay, that's a mullet. mullet. That's a mullet. That's the that's my least favorite thing when I have to explain to someone and I have to like do it delicately. Yeah, I don't yeah, want, yeah, yeah. I'm like, well, you know, I think that's kind of a dated look. <laughs> do people not know that they're describing a mullet? Um, yeah, yes. And if you say that to them, they'd be like, no, 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 that's not what I'm describing yeah. at all. Uh huh. But they so, want a mullet. They're just, you know, they are in fact describing a mullet. It's uncomfortable. I don't like any hair that looks uh, like too fussy. The fuck's that mean? Like, oh, like Teresa Caputo. Yes, yes. Like if it looks like you spent hours and hours on yeah. it, it's kind of like eh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm feeling you. Mm-hmm. Let's do some Supreme Court induction. How does someone go about getting inducted on this podcast? I have to suck my dick. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> was that as shocking as Travis Kelsey? It was. Well, there are no kids listening to this. Hopefully, I hope. <laughs> I mean, that video I described was terrible. <laughs> yes, it was. No. They simply have to join our Patreon at the Supreme Court level. This week, we are doing names and favorite movies. Wonderful. Stacey Richter. Reign Over Me. Hannah Swartz. JFK, the one with Kevin Costner in it. Aubrey Crookston. Anything Disney. Really? Even Fantasia? I love Fantasia. Izzy Wilson. We Are Marshall. Diane Baca. Empire Records. I don't feel the need to explain my art to you, Warren. Oh, my God. Oh, How yeah. many times have you said oh, that? It's one of my favorite movies. I like Empire Records. <laughs> Amanda Richards. The Outsiders. Oh, I had an Stay awakening. Stay golden, Boy. Mm. Oh, no, you had an awakening. <laughs> you became a woman. Yes, the Outsiders. Matt Dillon in this movie. <laughs> Carrie Daniel. Midsummer. Oh, so good. Miranda Peller. Primal Fear. Abigail Folger. 
what the fuck? And then she writes, it's my middle name, no relation, just a creepy coincidence. Oh my god. So you're thinking the Manson story? Yeah! Being supported by the Manson family. (laughs) Moulin Rouge. Kayla Rogers Sigatich. Any Tom Hanks movie. Oh, right. Right there with you. Mm -hmm. Love, Love Hanks. Portia. Pan's Labyrinth. Kelly. Labyrinth. Ooh. That can't be right. Yeah, Labyrinth. Yeah, Labyrinth. yeah, but one loves Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah, they're two different yeah. movies. That's one where, what are the where, coinc- where what's David, the David Bowie's bulges what's hanging the out. Chances? Yeah, what's the coincidence? <laughs> yeah, you know, David Bowie's got his dong hanging out the whole movie. He's got like skin tight black pants on. And- I need to go to the movies. Okay, this movie's from 1982 or something like that. <laughs> He's got but... the crystal ball. Yeah. What are you two With the babe with the power. You two and this man's <laughs> dong. I don't know what to tell you. You don't watch you any never, movies. You've never seen Labyrinth? No. Kristen. We need to talk to Sherry and Daryl. They there they sheltered go. these Clearly. kids. <laughs> they wouldn't let them watch Ninja and Turtles Hoggle? either. You don't know who Hoggle is? No. What are you talking about? Ludo? We have not welcomed people to the Supreme Court yet. <laughs> I'm, sorry, Welcome. I'm all tied up on Labyrinth right now. I can't believe you've never seen it. No. We need a movie night stat. It sounds terrible. Kristen, it's so good. It's a Muppets. Oh, that's oh, not going to sell God. it to you. It's a Muppets movie. No. It's not a regular Muppets movie. Hey, Jim Henson movie, did the puppets. Jim Henson did the puppets. Oh, great. Hey, I think I'm going to be out of town that weekend. Jennifer Connelly's in it. She's really young. Mm-hmm. Wow. So good, I swear. And David Bowie's dong makes a uh, he's, his bulge. He's just got a giant bulge. With him. He's got with Muppets. How is that not disturbing to anybody? Well, you'd have to see it, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> he also kidnaps a baby. Poor Krista. Welcome to the Supreme Court. Oh, God. What a mess. <laughs> hey, it's an After Dark episode. We'll do the it best we can. Is. It's gotten very late. <laughs> Thank you guys for all of your support. We really appreciate it so much. If you're looking for other ways to support us, please find us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Reddit, uh, Patreon, of course. Uh, please subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen, and then leave us a rating, leave us a review over on Apple Podcasts, and then be sure to join us next week when we'll be experts on two whole new topics. Podcast adjourned. And now for a note about our process. I read a bunch of stuff, then regurgitate it all back up in my very limited vocabulary. And I copy and paste from the best sources on the web and sometimes Wikipedia. So we owe a huge thank you to the real experts. For this episode, I got my info from videos by H3H3 Productions, as well as The Court Opinion, the articles on TechCrunch and Kotaku, and a video from the Matt Haas Zone. And I got my info from The Court Record, The Topeka Capital Journal, Fox 2 Now, St. Louis, and The Kansas City Star. For a full list of our sources, visit lgtcpodcast.com. Any errors are, of course, ours, but please don't take our word for it. Go read their stuff. You can have me. <laughs> if you, you can catch, catch me. Oh! <laughs> <laughs>